Hi there, it's executive producer Angus here. Hopefully you're enjoying our new Get Answers podcast. We'll be bringing you great new episodes every fortnight, but this is just the tip of the witch iceberg. You can access huge amounts of free advice over at witch.co.uk, but if you're looking for something more then a full witch subscription, we'll give you access to all of our lab-tested product reviews online or in our app, plus our Ask Witch personalised buying advice. With a digital subscription, you'll get access to the digital edition of the magazine, but opt for full access and you can get the magazine delivered to your door each month as well. We've got an exclusive offer for podcast listeners that gives you 50% off the first year of an annual subscription. Just call 029 226700. That's 029 226700 and quote the code PODCAST50. This offer is for new subscribers only. Hello and welcome. I'm Grace Farrell. I'm Harry Kind. And this is Get Answers for living your best consumer life. When life gives you questions, which Get Answers. It's December. We are in full Christmas panic. So this week, we're going to help you sort your life out and get organised ahead of the holiday season. We'll be bringing you the most popular gifts for this year and where to buy them. So that's your Christmas shopping sorted. And we'll be pulling back the curtain on our own witch taste tests so that you know which supermarket is selling the tastiest festive food. Harry, you asked me in the last episode whether I'd um, started my Christmas shopping and I had to admit, on air that I hadn't bought a single thing. Yes. I'm going to admit on air right now that I still haven't bought a single Shame. present. Shame. I know. What What about you though? Have you? How far have you got with it? I, I think I've probably done all of my Christmas shopping in that I'm not really getting anyone anything this year. Oh. Uh, with my uh, my partner and I, we're, we're buying a house, which means we have no money and I would feel bad about borrowing any money from my parents only to then spend it on gifts back to them. But <laughs> we, I did just put in an order for a load of food that's gone past its best before date on a little website that I use. So I've got a load of out-of-date chocolate, which I will be giving to people. So yeah, all in one bulk order, (laughs) done. Well, we will be getting to gifts a little bit later on in the show. But first, I am very excited to welcome an expert in organisation. It's Nicola Lewis, founder of This Girl Can Organise, the hugely successful Instagram and TikTok channel. If you want to know the best way to dry your clothes, pack a lunchbox or spring clean your home, Nicola is your lady. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me, guys. I'm very excited. We're so excited to have you on, Nicola. Honestly, I I need your help big time at the moment. Of course. Well, I think with Christmas, it's like my favourite topic. I mean, I embrace all seasons, but I think because Christmas brings so much joy to me and I've had lots of fabulous Christmas and I've got a birthday on Christmas Eve, I'm just like a little bouncing Christmas elf and I just absolutely love it. So I can't wait to share loads of advice for you all. Oh, So can we start just by hearing a little bit more about you? Have you always been really organised? Yes, I suppose so. I think I grew up with very organised parents. And I think when you're a child and a teenager, you don't really realise it's only on reflection on some of the things growing up. It was obviously something I enjoyed doing, like keeping my room tidy I mean I was that dream child um I used to love (laughs) labeling things like I had a ruler and it had Nicola's ruler labeled on it like I don't know who was going to go and take that from me but 
I think I was inspired by my surroundings. So then it allowed me to focus on what I wanted in my bedroom. So yeah, right from the word door, I think. <laughs> I had a very brief period as a teenager where I was really into the Poirot books, got convinced that I should have Poirot level neatness, <laughs> which basically involved putting stuff at right angles. It lasted six months. I've never been organised since. So I really <laughs> need to check your channel out. And I mean, there's there's no more chaotic time for most people than Christmas, of Absolutely. course. Absolutely. And Nicola, I know you've got like a seven week countdown planner, don't you? Yes. So I'd love to hear about that. But I wondered if you could condense it into three weeks because we are now three weeks from Christmas. So if there are people listening and people like myself who have not done a thing to prepare for Christmas and we've got three weeks, what should we do and which order should we do it all in? Okay, well, it's a great question. And I think with Christmas, I feel like there's so much to think about. Write a list, okay? Whatever's going on in your head that you traditionally go to do get that down okay and then we can then work it out and do it like a tier system coming down you can kind of determine when you need to order your food or when you need to think about laying the table just a little tip here I lay my Christmas table at the beginning of December and here's why because I feel that the Christmas table just looks like utter joy and Also, I'm adding little bits and pieces to it. But actually, when we all get to sit down there of an evening to have dinner, it's just wonderful. Now, I know a lot of people have to work from their tables in their kitchens or dining rooms. But if you have an opportunity, even just to do a little arrangement in the middle with a couple of candles, it's amazing. So when it comes to wrapping, and just a little tip here, I split two different wrapping papers. So One child has one theme, the other child has another. So one might have red, one might have gold. That's a good idea. And it just keeps it really, really easy. And I'm doing it as I'm going along, if that makes sense. Yeah, because I find that I'll do all my wrapping. I'm really bad and I leave it to like Christmas Eve. But I'll wrap everything in the same paper. And then if a gift tag falls off, you've got no idea who it's for. No. So this will really help you for different members of the family. Just use one theme of wrapping paper per family member and it just keeps things so easy and another thing I do is if it's for gifts for other people get them out of the house as soon as possible so if they're gifties I wrap them and then I just make sure I go either to visit them or I schedule just to drop off the presents someone else's problem absolutely (laughs) (laughs) well let's talk now about Christmas food. I've been asking everyone this week whether they've ever had a disaster in the kitchen on Christmas Day. We put a call out for this on the Witch Conversation Facebook group and we got so many responses. I'm going to read a few of them now, some of the particularly good ones. So this is um, CT. They say, I bought my first house and cooked Christmas lunch for my mother and a friend. I served everything on my new dining table and was delighted to be hostess and cook for the day. The turkey was lovely and brown on the outside. But when I carved it, it was raw inside and I had left the giblets in a plastic bag inside. We went vegetarian that year. That is devastating. We've got one from Alison here. My oven packed up with the turkey half cooked inside and had to break it up and microwave the bits. Funnily enough, wasn't the same at all. (laughs) Awful. 
Janice says she forgot to take the turkey out of the freezer in time, spent most of Christmas Day defrosting it in buckets of water while we ate all the trimmings. By the time we cooked the turkey, it was late and we were all stuffed from eating the rest of the dinner. I think turkey's more trouble than it's worth. It seems to be the cause of both people's troubles. Well, at least she could do like Christmas turkey sandwiches for days then, I suppose, the next day and leftovers, which is always handy. Well, look, please keep your Christmas dinner disasters coming in. We appreciate every single one. You can find us on social at Witch UK or by typing Witch Conversation into Facebook. Now, on the subject of Christmas food, this is something that we take very seriously at Witch. Harry, you've been digging into this, right? Yeah, I got to talk to the lucky person in charge of our Christmas taste tests. Right, I am here with Becky. Becky, what do you do in Witch? Uh, So I'm a senior researcher writer in the product testing team and I look after taste tests. What a thing to look after. Some people get vacuum cleaners and you get taste tests. That must be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's great. I absolutely love it. And um, it's really nice because we do all kinds of taste tests. And I mean, this year has been particularly busy with our Christmas taste tests. We've done everything from mince pies and Christmas puddings to smoked salmon and champagne. So it's been really great. And when are you doing this? And presumably it's it's not just before Christmas. No, so we actually start planning this months in advance. So while everyone else is kind of enjoying the sunshine, having barbecues, like we're planning our Christmas taste tests all the way back in like July. <laughs> it's a bit of a strange one, but yeah, no, it's great. We have to, I mean, there's so much work involved, like lots of prep from pooling in the samples to organising the logistics, recruiting the panels. It takes a long time, so it's safe to say this keeps us busy for a few months. And and the panel, what does that involve and the actual taste testing itself? So we recruit a panel of experts for each taste test. So, for example, our mince pie taste test, we had a panel of pastry chefs and baking experts. We even had a few well-known faces from the Great British Bake Off. Jürgen. Jürgen, exactly. So we asked them to taste all the products blind so they don't know which brands they're trying and then score them. And then they discuss them at the end and decide on which products are going to be best buys. And most importantly, what were the best mint pies? So we tested 10 supermarket own label mince pies this year and Co-op and Tesco were our standout best buys. Nice. Um, and our experts actually rated them better than more expensive options from the likes of M&S and Waitrose. So definitely worth getting your hands on some of those if you can. You better look out Waitrose and M&S. Co-op and Tesco are coming <laughs> for you. That is really good. What are you actually looking for in a good mince pie? So... Our experts said that for mince pies, it's really important that the pastry is rich, buttery, well-baked, and that the filling is fruity, flavoursome and well-spiced. And how do you kind of pimp a mince pie? How do you get it to go from a just a cold, bland supermarket circle to something that's actually quite, you know, satisfying and looks good to eat? So something our experts mentioned is that a lot of the mince pies that you buy from supermarkets are a little bit underbaked. So what you can do is heat them up in the oven just for a few minutes before serving. And that really crisps up the pastry and gives you that lovely golden colour. Very nice compared to what I often do, which is over microwave them, leaving them soggy and boiling hot in the inside. So I just destroy the roof of my mouth. (laughs) 
every single year. I do not learn. Anything else that you should be eating with mince pies? I know a lot of people got into eating Stilton with mince pies. Yeah, I have heard of that one, actually. Cheese and mince pies. Odd combination, but apparently it works. I'm going to give it a try. We'll have to give it a try on the show, (laughs) see if we survive. I mean, to wash out the taste of Stilton and mince pies, presumably you'll be wanting a little bit of champagne. Um, We taste their champagne. We do, yes. We tested supermarket-only label champagnes against Verve Clicquot this year. And we actually found two Best Buys, both supermarket-owned labels, both costing less than £25 from Co-op and Aldi. Very nice. And who was taste testing those? Uh, So that was our panel of four wine experts. And wine experts, people with actual developed palates, not, you know, they've drunk a load of Lambrini, they know what they want. Yeah, exactly. They do this as a profession. Lucky them. (laughs) Um, Actually, presumably, a lot of just spitting out. Yeah, they do. The spittoons are not a pleasant part of the tasting. (laughs) I have to say, and neither is cleaning them. <laughs> oh, that wasn't in the job description working at which. Must know how to clean a spittoon. Thank you so much, Becky, for, for helping us out with our Christmas food. Thank you. I loved what she was saying about mince pies and blue cheese, because that is actually something that I eat every year. Do you? Yeah, I have tried it and it's really oh, good. Very nice. It's I have to just nuke them in the microwave and put brandy butter on top. That, mm. that can get me through. The problem is you end up with like, pretty much every day for January, there will be like the mince pie backup pudding, which gets a little bit tiresome. But to be honest, I actually just like them cold. Mm. I I really don't, I don't mind them. I I could eat them all through the year, every day. I love mince pies. Uh, Now, Christmas food is, of course, big business. According to a report by vouchercodes.co.uk, it's expected that 7.69 billion or £290 per household, will be spent on Christmas food and drink. And of this spend, £41.30 is expected to go on the Christmas dinner. But how do the supermarkets come up with new ideas to keep us spending each year? Well, we've sent producer Rob to find out just that. So I've arrived here in Berkshire. The rain's coming down, but I'm in the middle of one of the UK's biggest industrial estates. And what's special about this place is it's all dedicated to one of the UK's biggest supermarkets. And the reason I'm here? To find out more about our favourite festive food. So I'm going to go inside now, I'm going to get out of the car, and the next time you hear from me, I'll be with someone who can hopefully tell us a bit more. Hello, I'm Will Torrent. I'm the Senior Brand Development Chef for Waitrose. So, Will, an incredible job title. What does it mean? What does it mean? It means that I get to help create some of the most award-winning products that find themselves on customer shelves throughout the year, but especially at Christmas. And uh, you're here in the presentation suite of the Food Innovation Studio at Waitrose HQ in Bratnell. And this is where every single Waitrose product gets thought about, gets conceived, gets developed, and gets launched from. Obviously, we're talking about Christmas. You've already mentioned, you know, a big part of your role year in, year out is to come up with some of the incredible products that that people see on their shelves. How do those ideas start? For you, is that, I don't know, you're at home, you're brushing your teeth? Oh, those two flavours will go together. Let's try and make that happen. Give us a window into that world. Do you know, that's a really good analogy because innovation and inspiration comes from all different aspects of life. We don't just sit, 
you know, in restaurants or sit and read food magazines, we're looking at what's happening in the fashion world, what's happening in sport, what's happening in anything, because inspiration and innovation comes from all aspects of life. And that's what keeps it always changing. It's never, we never stay the same. We tend to work potentially 18 to 24 months out. So we are talking about Christmas 2023 today. Christmas 24, we're already starting to taste. Christmas 25, we're starting to put some blank sheets of paper together with some random funky ideas. We're constantly thinking about what's next? What are we gonna be looking at in the next year? How do we do that is the, is the uh, question that we often get asked. And a lot of it is around a blank sheet of paper. And the food innovation team that's been going for nearly 20 years, and not all of us have been here 20, I haven't been here for 20 years, I've been here for just over 12 years, but we sit down with a blank sheet of paper. Christmas is always gonna be Christmas. There's always gonna be a turkey, there's always gonna be mince pies, there's always gonna be a Christmas pudding. And it's about how we add nuances of difference to make it exciting, to make it new, to give customers that extra little bit of something good. So we use AI to be able to track any sort of electronic food data. So whether that's a blog, a restaurant menu, a foodies festival. And what is that AI looking at? Is that looking at, you know, the frequency of specific words in blogs or on social media posts? What, what kind of things is that looking at? Anything and everything. So, for example, we could type in a churros, for example. And now that's kind of a bit, almost a bit summary, but we could then go, okay, this is what's happening with churros in Sydney. This is what's happening with churros in, in LA. How frequent is it appearing on menus? Is it a trend that is growing? Is it a trend that is declining? Is it a trend that's mature? It's a bit of playtime at the beginning. And actually in those moments where it doesn't quite work is the moments that we learn what we need to change next time. And I was involved in competitions quite early on in my career. And it's always about the times that you don't win that you learn the most. So when a dish doesn't quite work, that's the moment that we go, ah, if we change that process or we change that or we up that flavor, we're going to get a better dish. You know, you can't have a Christmas chat without mince pies. So you've got that lovely kind of almost golden. And the smell as well. On there as well. It's all about the smell. Christmas food is such a multi-sensory experience. Yes, it can be stressful, but boy, can it be heartwarming. Because as soon as you smell that, you're like, oh, it's Christmas. While I'm here, obviously someone with your expertise, I want to get your tips and your advice for anyone who's listening to this who doesn't want to be super stressed on Christmas Day and the build up to Christmas. Maybe there's friends coming around for Christmas Eve, Boxing Day, buffet, whatever it might be. What would you say is kind of the best advice you can give to to make sure that you get the chance to enjoy yourself. Okay, three words, prep, prep, prep. I used to do quite a bit of teaching in cookery schools. And I used to say to my students, I used to say, imagine that you're on the telly cooking live in front of a camera because you never see them rushing about. You know, if they're making their pastry, the flour's already weighed out in a bowl. The sugar is weighed out in the kilner jar so they just have to tip the kilner jar out and it's all ready to go. And what you see there is that you don't see them flapping or stressing. Well, it's been so brilliant to, to be here with you, to, to talk Christmas and uh, to find out more about what you do. And uh, obviously, I'm going to finish our chat now by finishing this mince pie. So thank you. Happy Christmas. Can I just draw attention to the fact that they plan 18 to 24 months in advance for Christmas? Yeah, that's impressive. 
And, mm. and also, you know, what if something happens in that period where it, it's terrible to eat almonds or something, or like some scandal comes out about gingerbread houses or something? They really are <laughs> locked in. They get cancelled suddenly. Well, I quite like the organisation of that, to be fair. I mean, that's just planning in advance. That's a big tick there. So I'm impressed. Game recognises game. Yeah. <laughs> I did love his tip about imagining you're a TV chef when you're prepping dinner, like having your all your ingredients measured out and ready to hand. That That is a really good idea. Well, thank you to producer Rob for his report and to Will Torrent from Waitrose there for lifting the lid on this billion pound industry. Well, it's time for us to move on to gift buying now after this. Hi, Lee Cheer here, host of the Witch Money podcast. Join us each week as we bring you the best experts and top advice to help you make the most of your money. From property prices to budgeting, investment platforms to pensions, we'll be here to keep you informed. Here's a taste of what you can expect. If you had invested £100 in the fund three years ago, you'd have just £61 today. Gosh. Is it worth trusting a website that you don't know to save that 10p, that 20p. The good news is it does look like we're hovering around the top of the interest rate hike cycle. If I asked you what you earned here, you'd be absolutely horrified because we're told we should not talk about money. Make sure to join us for new episodes every Friday and I'll see you then. Welcome back to the Get Answers podcast as we arm you with the best advice to help you prep for the holiday season. Professional organiser Nicola Lewis, better known as This Girl Can Organise, is here with us. Nicola, we've talked a little bit about gift buying, but who who do you find it hardest to buy for in your family? I would probably now say my parents, mainly because they have everything and they don't like clutter in their home and they very much like what they like. So I tend to now get them experiences. I feel like they much would prefer to go and do something that they wouldn't treat themselves to, whether it's an overnight stay in a hotel, afternoon tea somewhere nice, like a little mini road trip or a train trip or something like that. I always believe you should definitely ask what people would like, whether it's food vouchers or go to a restaurant or maybe babysitting so they can go out for the night. You know, that's a gift in itself is time. So, yeah, it doesn't always have to be an actual physical item. Well, a little earlier on, I met with Witch's very own Faith Strickland, otherwise known as Mrs. Claus, such as her expertise when it comes to Christmas shopping. She's been scouring the market for the best value gifts of the moment, and we are so privileged to have her share her wisdom with us. I also asked her who she struggles to buy for. Do you know what? Every year I get older, it gets harder with my family and my partner because I think people now know what they want so they invest in what they want and yeah it's sometimes hard to get those smaller gifts I'm a real overthinker and I can get a bit obsessed about thinking is this the perfect gift and actually forget a lot of the time it's just the action or the thought or just remembering to get someone something rather than (laughs) what you dub as the perfect gift so Kind of everyone. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, it sounds like you're, you're the right person um, for your job then. O- overthinking Christmas gifts. <laughs> what would you say are the trending gifts for this year? So over summer, a few retailers uh, released their lists, including Hamleys, John Lewis, 
And we saw some retro toys make a comeback. And you can see that in search trends as well. So the Furby, which was, I know, really big when I was little. And I was not allowed one because it was too annoying. Um, (laughs) But in terms of kind of new toys, the LOL dolls, how many's called that out in their Christmas list? over the summer and said they were seeing a lot of trends around that and also Gabby's Dollhouse. Oh, my daughter is obsessed with Gabby's Dollhouse. Yeah. I hadn't heard about it until I started looking at trends. I don't have children of my own. But yeah, then I saw it was a Netflix series. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course, because of the movie, Barbie's having a big resurgence. I mean, it's always been popular. I must say about Barbie's, I picked up a massive haul, two big massive bags of Barbie stuff for £15 from Facebook Marketplace yeah. back in the autumn. Honestly, because people, they have a clear out yeah. and they get rid of so much stuff that's in amazing condition. Honestly, 15 quid and I got so much stuff, probably that's worth brilliant. hundreds. Yeah, and that's a really good point to look on for Facebook Marketplace in particular when people are doing a house clear or perhaps their children are growing up a little bit more and mm-hmm. aren't as interested in those toys. And can you tell us a bit about this research? I mean, how, how do you find all of these gift ideas? So for the gift guides, we have a real range of stuff, obviously, which is so known for its tested products. So we have a look at a lot of the test results and work out what do we think might be a good price for something that's performed well. We also ask some of our experts. So with our kids gift guide, we ask some of the children that they're not in the office but the parents in the office if their kids had any suggestions or anything they were looking out for we also look at trends so you can look at search trends and see what people are googling so for example if i looked at lego i can see that it has been quite steady over the past five years but it really is peaking one last christmas but actually again now and i think that's because people are sort of going it from a wellness angle as in they have the adult sets given me ideas for um, some of the men in my life, you know, my sort of brother-in-law and that, that kind of thing. Maybe Lego's the way to go this year. So, so on those kind of cheaper items there, you know, sort of mentioned, what were some of the best gifts you found that are under £10? Yeah, so actually we test quite a few gifts under £10 and we have some really good results within their categories. So I'm going to a wedding just before Christmas and one glass of bubbles and my lipstick is gone. So we found a really great long-lasting L'Oreal Paris Rouge signature matte liquid lipstick. (laughs) I'll try saying that really quickly at a wedding. But that had great staying power. It's around £5. And I think, you know, if you've got someone who is interested in makeup or wears a lot of red lippy, I think that's a great choice. We also, from one of our taste tests, the little deluxe Irish cream did really well. That's around eight pounds and obviously is similar to Bailey's and is always really popular at this time of year and can make a nice present if you're going to someone's house. What about stocking fillers? Have you got any ideas for sort of little little things for kids apart from chocolate coins and satsumas, which is what I always used to get in my stocking? Yeah, so kind of going back to what we mentioned before, within those large ranges, so LOL dolls, Gabby's Dollhouse toys, if you look on some of the major retailers, especially at the moment, they're doing a lot of discounts. It's so competitive for buying toys. So you will see some discounts on there. Um, You know, I saw one of those mini LOL dolls for around a fiver. We also saw stuff If you look on, say, for example, some of the retailers, they have bestseller categories and wishlist categories. Obviously, take this with a bit of a pinch of salt. 
But, you know, there's stuff like Play-Doh for under five pounds. Even I love Play-Doh. <laughs> and we recently just tested board games. And so, you know, you could get a board game. Uh, one of the top ones was Monopoly Deal. And I think at the moment I'm seeing that for around four pounds. So it's the card version of the classic game and it's really good fun. Are there any retailers that you'd recommend over others to get your Christmas shopping? Yes, I think in terms of toys, which Money Team actually just did a really great piece of research. They looked at um, 49 popular toys from, uh, you know, birth to school age and then filled up the trolleys and calculated the average price at major retailers. Mm. And actually Amazon was the cheapest at less than 26% than the most expensive retailer, which was the entertainer. And then also we found actually supermarkets can have great deals on toys. I saw one myself at Tesco for um, the Encanto house for £27, which was, I think, cheaper by about £7 than other retailers, but you did have to have a club card. Mm -hmm. And also the other point, if you're shopping at supermarkets, they're not going to have the same range and all the lines of toys, they kind of get them in as and when, as compared to Amazon, which offers the full range more often than not. Yeah. Oh, well, that's really good to know. Look, Faith, you've been a lifesaver. Thank you so much. And uh, we can find all the gift guides you've mentioned on, on the Witch website, can't we? Yep, absolutely. We've got gift guides for kids, him, her. Uh, we've got cheap. We're going to do one for tech. Keep an eye out and we'll keep refreshing them um, and bringing new ideas to them in the lead up to Christmas. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. So she mentioned Lidl Deluxe Irish Cream there. Um, we've actually got some in the studio. Harry, would you like a glass? I will. I will glug, glug, glug on that. Do you know what? It's like, <laughs> it's, it's like sealed itself yeah, shut. Do you want to have a go at opening that? That's not like a good Foley, like you get on some champagne, is it? It's, um, it's more gloopy. Yeah. I think this retails at about £7 compared to Bailey's, which is more like 15 So Pretty good. it's so much cheaper and only scored one percentage less than proper Bailey's when we did our taste tests. Cheers. Cheers. Nicola, I hope you've got something you're uh, drinking at home that you can cheers to. Just water, sadly. But <laughs> cheers I'm going to cheers you to that. But um, I actually have the little Irish cream and it is gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. So I, I'm there with you in spirit. Well, look, it has been a mammoth episode today. I want to say a huge thank you to Faith Strickland and to Becky Marcus, who we spoke to earlier on. And Nicola, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us. Where can we find more from you? Well, you can find This Girl Can Organise on Instagram, TikTok and YouTube. And I do have a book called Mind Over Clutter, if you fancy finding and getting more solutions for decluttering and organising. That sounds like a good Christmas present. Well, that is it for this episode of our new fortnightly Get Answers podcast. The new year is just around the corner and we'd like you to get in touch with suggestions for the kind of things you'd like us to get answers on. So send us an email at podcasts at witch.co.uk or give us a shout on our social channels at witchuk. And we would really appreciate it if you could give us a rating or even a review if you're feeling generous. If you want to make yourself more popular, you could even share this episode with friends and family who you think a little bit disorganised and might find it useful. Harry, what are we up to next time? 
Right, well, given our next episode is out just before Christmas, we'll be doing something a little bit different here on the podcast. We're going to go back in time to find out how which first came to be. We're going to be celebrating the life of Dorothy Goodman, one of the founding members of the organisation who died earlier this year. And we're going to be joined by which chief exec, our boss, Annabelle Holt. So... If you have any questions that you'd like to ask her, then please do get in touch. Brilliant. Well, if you want more podcasts to listen to before then, I highly recommend the Witch Money podcast for your personal finances. We've also got the best stories from Witch Magazine narrated for you over on Witch Shorts. Just search wherever you're listening. Today's Get Answers was presented by me, Grace Farrell, alongside Harry Kind, produced and recorded by Rob Lilly and Angus Farker, and edited by Eric Breer. And thanks again to our wonderful guest, Nicola Lewis, as well as Faith and Becky from the team here at Witch. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Scammers are stealing hundreds of millions of pounds every year. They bombard us with fraudulent texts, emails and calls. And what's more, their tactics are getting increasingly sinister. To keep across the latest scams, sign up to our free Scam Alert service to help you stay ahead of the latest scams and protect yourself. Go to witch.co.uk forward slash scam alert dash newsletter. That's witch.co.uk forward slash scam alert dash newsletter. Thank you.